Good morning. Another morning on RBM, and uh, I want to uh, say good morning to all of you overseas in different countries, especially Brazil. And uh, let's begin with chapter 20, and I want to set up chapter 20 in 1 Kings. Elijah is already anointed to be the next prophet. Ahab has gone home to his wife Jezebel. And something happens in the mode of time between all these people, all these kings. It says, And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria. Now notice that 450 prophets have been slaughtered at Mount Carmel. Remember that Elijah, Elijah run 250 miles round trip or 180 miles from the Jezreel Valley uh, all the way down to Mount Sinai. And there he met God. And there the rain came upon Israel. And so this is the setup. This is the rain has fallen, washed the crops, washed all the animals, washed the houses, the streets, water in the jar, and life is good. Suddenly, something happens. Now, what happens, you might say, has nothing to do with what has already happened. You know, if you, if you study carefully, uh, Ahab uh, is, is in, in bed with Jezebel. Jezebel is a woman that is dangerous and has accused the men of God many times. So, let's take a look at verse 1, chapter 20. And Behadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts. There were thirty and two kings with him. Evidently, thirty-two kings were vassals, small armies. But there were thirty-two of them, horses, chariots, and went up to besiege Samaria and began war in Samaria against the people. Now, Samaria is really the bedroom of, ben, of, of Ahab. He, he is under attack. And so what Behadad does is to now do politics, you know. Politics meaning, I tell you, you won't do it. I tell you, you're going to be defeated. I tell you, you're not going to make it. And so there is this word battle going on. It says, and he sent messages to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city. So, and said unto him, Thus has been Hadad, Your silver, your gold is mine. 
your wives, also your children, even the godliest are mine. So Behadad's threat was actually against the Lord, even though he would not have realized this. Because the people at this time have made a covenant with God. Just like Job, I made a covenant with my eyes. The covenant now is established between God and His people. Even though Ahab is completely lost. So notice that leadership might be lost. But if you have a pact with God, He will spare you. He will bless you. He will strengthen you. And the question here is this. He is accusing the children of Israel. And he is doing it because the king is the one he is warring against. In fact, Behadad is warring against the children of Israel who made a covenant with the Lord in Mount Sinai. And God hears that. God knows how it's going to be the politics of 2023. 24. Well, very simple. If you make a covenant with God, if you are a person that loves God, loves the Lord, nothing is going to harm you. Even though the president or whatever president may be is guilty of this and guilty of that and, and is guilty of nothing but accused. So, let's take a look at this. This is getting interesting. And the, kings of, and the king of Israel answered and said, so that's Ben-Hadad, that's Ahab. My Lord, O King, according to your saying, I am yours, and all that I have. That's, that's Ahab's <laughs> way of, <laughs> of doing politics. You know, in other words, you, you can come and get it. There's no problem. No, it's not going to happen. Why is not going to happen? Because the covenant with God is with the people, not with the king. Remember, Ahab run from Mount Carmel. And went to tell Jezebel all that uh, that Elijah Elijah did. So you, you, you're listening to a, 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 a lying spirit here. And the messengers came again. Now these messengers must be tired by now. You know. King, I said all that you said. Now what are we going to do? Have to say it again? Well, let's say it again. When, when this saying, this accusing, this mouth accusing, doesn't mean... Literally nothing. When the enemy does something, it means something. But when the enemy talks and accuses, it means nothing. And we got to know the difference here, okay? Because if you listen to an accusation of the devil, you should take no decision about it. You should remain quiet. You should remain in your place and transfer the accusation to the Lord. Listen to me. Battle of the mind is not the way God does things. God does things by battle of the Spirit. The battle is not ours. It belongs to the Lord. And so, what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you here is that the servants came back again. And he said, and, and, and I will send my... And the servants came back and said... Thus speak Ben-Hadad. Here's what the king said. Ben-Hadad said, Ahab. Here's what he said. Although I have said unto you, saying, 
you shall deliver me your silver, your gold, your wives, and your children. In other words, I don't want to say anything. Give it up. That's what I want, and that's what I'm going to get. Now, the approach of the enemy to repeat what he said is the sign of weakness. If there is something that you need to learn is that if there is an accusation against you, you say one time, or sometimes you say nothing, it's done. No more conversation. So look at Ahab trying to convince Ahab, uh, Ben-Hadad trying to convince Ahab that bring the children, I, I want them. Yet I will send my servants unto you tomorrow about this time. In other words, 2 o'clock tomorrow, my servants are coming back again. And they shall search your house, the house of your servants. It shall be there whatsoever is pleasant in, in your eyes. They shall put it in their hands and take it away. So the object here of Ben-Hadad was to couch his message in the most offensive and humiliating terms. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock, I'm coming to get my gold and my children, your children, and I want them. That is the third time Ben-Hadad comes in. Now, there's an element of time here. I, I've been teaching that time and space is the, is the manner in which the devil operates. Time and space. So now you're talking about three warnings coming to Ahab which simply gives God time to orchestrate a response. So when you see a threat, don't listen to it. God is orchestrating a response. And it's very, very well known that when the Lord moves, He moves. He doesn't threat. He does it. The difference, the devil threatens. The Lord does it. Listen to this. The devil threats. Bang, 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 bang. And, and the Lord says, so be it. Okay? So let's take a look because I want you to see the hand of the Lord operating here. And the elders. Then the king of Israel called the elders of the land. That's a good decision. That's perhaps the best decision that Ahab has done in a long time. And said, Mark, I pray you, and see how this man seeks mischief. For he sent unto me for my wives. In those days a man could have five wives, ten wives. And for my children, and for my silver, and for my gold. And I'll deny him not. Notice that he is saying, mine, 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 mine. That, that's, that's the hell. That's the king Ahab in his mentality. Everything is mine. And all the elders and all the people said unto him, hearken not unto him, nor consent. Now, the response of the people and all the elders was simply this, no deal. No deal. There's a, there's a, a TV program where they open suitcases. The women, beautiful girls are standing up there, and, and you say, 47. And so they open up, and if they go to the uh, largest amount, they'll lose it. And suddenly the, he finds the right amount. And up there on the channel, on the top of, of the window, 
that you can't see inside, uh, a voice comes in and says, okay, I'll give you $50,000. So you have to deal or no deal. And what, what Behadad is, what the king, what the people of God, the elders of the, of the kingdom of Ahab are saying, no deal. And all the elders of the people saying to him, hearken not unto him, nor consent, no way. Wherefore he said unto the messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord the king all that you did sent for your servants at first I will, I, will, I will do. But this thing I may not do. And the messengers departed and brought him Ben-Hadad a word again. In other words, I'll probably give you something, but nothing else. Now, God didn't tell him to give nothing. The elders approved not to do nothing. That's the first time that Ahab begins to use his, his emotions instead of saying, there's no, when there's no deal, there's no deal. We don't, we don't give a little part here and a little part with that little part. There's no deal. The posture of a man of God in battle does no deal about nothing. And Behadad said unto him, Ahab, the gods do so unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice for hand food for all the people who follow me. Now, you heard that from, from, from uh, Jezebel, don't you? Remember? Remember Jezebel, Jezebel's threat to, to Elijah? So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not your life as the life of the ones of them who buy tomorrow at this time. In other words, look, it's all the time, a clock, time. Devil plays with time. Three, four visits now from the messengers, and there's no deal. But then Ahab begins to give. You can have what I said before, a little gold, a little gold over there, but not my children, my family, or my wife. She can't do it. So I want you to see that when Satan is in a situation that you're dealing with, it's obvious that he tries to intimidate, he tries to harass, but the Lord simply makes no deal. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not him who who girds on his harness boast himself as he who puts it off. This was the message sent by Ahab to Ben-Hadad. In other words, let's study this. Look at this verse, verse 11. Uh, Let not him who girds on his harness, in other words, protected by his own harness, hold it on and firm as as if a way of being being, uh, uh, in battle boast himself or be proud of himself as he, should, as he should put it off. So, it came to pass when Ben-Hadad heard this message as he was drinking, he and the kings in the pavilion, that he said unto his servants, Set yourself in array. And they set themselves in array against the city. Get ready. We're going to battle. We're going to war. Now, God responds as action of the enemy, not threats, but action of the enemy is now 
solidified. One more time. God responds, not what the doctor said it might be, there could be, there will not be. be, We have to wait for time. That's not the way God operates. God operates when you simply say, there's, there's a form of cancer there. Then God operates. He doesn't, God doesn't work with ifs and perhaps. It's always bang. Yet no. Yes and no. Yes and no. And so, when, when, when he is drinking, Behadad is drinking, the king of Syria, and talking to his cohorts, something begins to happen in the mind and the heart of God. God, I just thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for this teaching. I don't know what you're passing through. I have more to share here. I don't know what you're going through in your life right now, but I know that the battle is severe with you. You are going to a, a, a time that is difficult to understand, but the Lord of hosts will not threaten. He will do it. The Lord of hosts will not threaten. He will do it. When King Ben-Hadad got up and said, Get your chariots and your, and your, and your army ready and attack, then God says, oh, wait a minute. Now, how does God respond to a perverted king like Ben-Hadad? Let's take a look. Verse 13, chapter 20 of 1 Kings. What a teaching. What a powerful teaching. And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab, king of Syria. Remember that, uh, that Elijah... was told that uh, there were 7,000 in Israel. All the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. They used to kiss the king. Used to kick, kiss, kiss the idol. It's very popular. Remember? Now, somebody, some soul, a prophet of the Lord that nobody knows who he was, who has no name, comes out of nowhere without being told who he is by somebody into the courts of Ben-Hadad. That's how God does things. And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab, king of Israel, saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hands this day, and you shall not you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, notice that four times they had that sense conversation into the courts of Ahab through four threats. But when God begins to operate, He does it in this time, right now, this day, this moment. And there's no ifs or buts right now. That's a very important lesson to learn because we Christians have the idea, the mentality of perhaps let's take a look, let's analyze it, let's discuss it. And God does not such have a sort. When He sees the scenario, boom, now. And so, verse 13, I will deliver it unto your hand this day, and you shall know that I am the Lord. In other words, I want to see, and I want you to see my hand operating over this great army. 
Now, I want to read some commentary from my Bible because it's very important. I want to stop right here. Despite the great evil being committed by Israel, the Lord at this time would deem it desirable to deliver His people. Israel belonged to Him, even though most were far from God. It's true. The commentary is true. But there were some that were not. There were some that were being responsive to the voice of God. There were some that were called crazy, out of order, that did not give up and kept on praying. <coughs> Israel belonged to the Lord, even though most were far from God. We learn from this that all had best be careful in laying their hands on that which belongs to the Lord. In other words, in the midst of the people, some were Baal people yet and still, but there were people mixed within the congregation and the people that lived in Israel that were faithful unto the Lord. And they would not in no shape or form lose their dimension, their spiritual integrity to fight against evil. In fact, God gives no man the right to chastise another brother or sister in the Lord. God, God gives no right, no man the right to chastise another brother or another sister in the Lord. James 4.12 What this simply means is that a brother cannot himself accuse, condemn another brother. When you do that, the Holy Spirit leaves the room. You might not understand what the Lord is doing in that brother or that sister. And your criticism of that brother and that sister can cause you harm yourself. While the Lord at times may use human instrumentation to carry out chastisement, it always unwittingly on the part of the subjects. In other words, the individuals being used are not conscious of such a fact. And I know that Ahab is a loser. I know that he is a, a man that uh, is in a very important position, king of Israel. I know that he ran from the mountain Carmel to the courts of Jezebel. I know that he denied and he questioned the prophet. He is the one elect to be responsible for the people of God. And so you have to allow him to do what God is telling him and to do it for him because under him there are a lot of people that the Lord loves. I want you to hear this because there's a lot of criticisms from children of God against children of God. And you don't know what the Lord is doing so you have to back up and make sure that you make your decisions based on the will of God and not how you feel about that person. Watch out. Watch out. Be careful. That might be the destruction of your personal ministry and life when you begin to accuse 
a brother, even though you have no idea where he is and what he represents to God in the time and manner that God is instituting in his life. Am I clear here? Okay. Okay, so now the moment here is very important. And Ahab said, By whom? This day you shall know that I am the Lord. Ahab responded, By whom? And he said, Thus says the Lord, Even by the young men of the princes of the provinces. Then he said, Who shall order the battle? And he answered, You. In other words, the conversation here is between the prophet that we have no name of and the king of Israel. The two are standing in the court of Ahab and they're, they're, they're listening. And Ahab said, By whom? I will deliver it into your hands this day and you shall know that I'm the Lord, Ahab. By whom? Who does that? Who takes the first step? What do I do? And he said, Thus says the Lord, Even by young men of the princes of the provinces. In other words, the will of God to be instituted doesn't take a board meeting, doesn't take a three-hour discussion. If the Lord says, I will deliver your enemies into your hands, all you have to say, so be it. Agree with the Lord. And Ahab is having a hard time in assuming <coughs> the place <coughs> of the king, assuming the battle of the king. Assuming the place of the king. Now, that's an elevation of personality and character in the life of Ahab. Because after now, Ahab is a, is a man that operates on the clock of the devil. And so the Lord is saying, I will give it into your hands. Say something. So be it. It's done. Any child, any young man can do that, king. I don't care who it is. When the Lord gives you favor, I just want somebody out of the country to say amen. Then, then Ahab said, who shall order the battle? And the young man says, you. In other words, it doesn't take much to agree with all the Lord is saying. Somebody in place, rise up out of your seat and say, Yes. It's been a privilege to be at Mount Bethel Church in the last uh, three months or four months. And as the music plays and sings, the congregation stands up in agreement. And the presence of God doubles up. So let's take a look. At the end of this, tomorrow is three minutes and 30 seconds before I have to stop. But I want you to tell, tell you that he numbered the young men of the princes, the provinces, and there were 232. After them, he numbered the children of Israel. There were 7,000. 32 children and princes in Israel are going to be in the battle against 32 evil men and thousands in the battle against Ahab. But he mentions 7,000. And the number 7,000 means people who did not kiss the hand of Baal. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, God.
for this word this morning. Just ask you, Lord, that you convict my brother and my sister and begin to move in their hearts knowing that you have a purpose in their lives. Ah, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you, y'all, to pray for me. These are difficult times in my life. I, I, I'm by myself these days, and there's much ministry to be done, and the Lord needs to send me someone who help me. Pray that the Lord will do it. Pray also for a young lady that you don't know who it is, but it's called Tara, T-A-R-A, that the Lord will just heal her body completely in Jesus' name. This is Rick Bonfim along with Andy Hines. We're in Athens, Georgia. Our address is 1711 Merriweather Drive. Merriweather Drive. Watkinsville, Watkinsville, Georgia. 30677. My telephone is 706-353-1546. It has been the same telephone for 30 years. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Rick, before we go, yes. make a quick comment about the fact that the Lord worked with this evil king. Yeah. Yes, uh, before, I, before I finish, uh, uh, Andy suggested that the Lord worked with Ahab, which had proven to be an evil man. And through him, God did the accomplish. In other words, don't accuse a servant of the Lord who is in the wrong. When God put him there, but bless him and pray for him, because through him, even though he is an unbeliever in many ways, God will accomplish what he wants to do in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Yeah.